This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to the Goldmine podcast. This is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine, and I'm proud to present from Deep Community, uh, co-founder and CEO, Sean Larkin, and president, Peter Columbia. And guys, um, maybe you can introduce yourselves a little bit and then go into explaining Deep Community. Hey, everybody. Uh, just by virtue of you listening to this podcast tells me that that you have the wherewithal to understand there's big changes happening. We have an emerging market coming, right? In the through through blockchain, web three, cryptographic hash functions, etc. Right. So so my name is Sean Larkin, right? And and I've so so I don't know how long we want to do the intro, but I have a little story. It's going to take a couple minutes, and I'll explain how I got here and why. Okay. Yeah, why, why, right? And and so so basically, my my so so I I had an outsource or I have an outsource CFO firm. I, I, I'm in the Greater New York Metropolitan Area. Um, you know, we live in. Uh, Fairfield County, or I do, so so it's like hedge fund county type thing. And, uh, you know, we're always looking at markets. It's just what we do here. And so so what happens is, in my case, I, in 2016, I get introduced to Bitcoin. And I'll say right now, anyone here who hears this that wants to kind of get, get a real, real feel for for where I come from, you, you, you look up Andreas Antonopoulos, an introduction to Bitcoin. Um, it's the, the guy is able to explain very complex concepts in a very germane, you know, everyday Joe kind of way, right? So, you know, as an example, right? So, so I, I, I turned on to Bitcoin through clients, whatever, partners, and, uh, and I get a little Bitcoin, right? It's kind of speculative, right? You know, I'm not, I'm not understanding the whole thing, but I do understand that maybe it's a good investment. And uh, and around that time, Ethereum was emerging on the scene. So, so Bitcoin, so so everyone knows, is the collateral layer of the new global digital economy called the parallel economy for right now. And and then what Ethereum Ethereum is is kind of like the the world computer, right? And and what that is, so you got Bitcoin's your collateral layer, and Ethereum is your programmable money, right? So these are novel concepts, especially back in 2016, 2017. And uh, so what happens is, yeah, I'm looking at it from the perspective of a an accountant um, or someone servicing my clients, you know, whether yeah, anyone who's got so so 
if you think about it, right, you know, you can see where it's going and you can see that there's this new form of, of money that has all the characteristics that that are the opposite that it's the opposite characteristics of the things that are traditionally getting us into trouble like if you think about the subprime and derivatives and you know fiat money yeah there's there's a lot involved there i won't i won't go down there right but 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 so i listened to this guy andreas and he makes some interesting points right off the bat that we're not going back to training c cells right we're we're, we're going to become a digital global economy it's just happening, right? Kind of like the internet happened, uh, the smartphone. So, so uh, I'll make that point very clear. This, what we're about to talk about, is bigger than both the internet and the smartphone combined. So, just think about what that might mean, right? And everyone here right now listening would be considered at a minimum like an early adopter or an innovator, right? Like we haven't even gotten to the inflection point of this market, which could, we can talk about that later, right? But, and Pete can speak to some of these things, but but this is, you know, could gobble up. It could gobble up a lot of asset classes, like trillions, tens of trillions and 50 trillion, you know, like this, this, the market cap or whatever. So, so anyway, so I'm looking at it from the point of view as, as a CFO um, and how, how's, you know, how's it going to be handled? Where's the regulation? Where's the compliance? How do you track transactions? So really nerdy kind of stuff like, you know, compliance. And, but but, but that's, that's just what I do. That's how I look at it. And in that process, I start to realize a lot of things that I, I just was unaware of. Like, for instance, there's more food that spoils in the holes of ships on American shores than is needed to feed all the starving people in the world, right? So it's just like things like that, like they, they draw your attention. I'm like, well, wait a minute, how does that work, right? It's, and it's because of the systems. So what we'll be talking about are, like we have a tagline at D Community where Main Street meets Metaverse. And, and what we do and what, our whole goal is the whole vision is to kind of make it where grandma can just hop into web three, right? One click. You just need a couple clicks, right? We, we want to make it easy, an easy user-friendly experience. And we're talking about some very involved concepts with cryptographic hash functions and et cetera, et cetera. And, but, but that's not how adoption happens. Adoption happens when when grandma can do it, right? And so so that's that's kind of at the center of what D community is about. Um, and then behind that, right, you create that ease of use. And and then behind that, what what what's the real goal? The real goal is you know, you can look at any kind of commerce traditionally with the existing systems. And there's like 32 cents on a dollar that's just disintermediated by all the middlemen, by all of them, right? So it's the, the visas of the world, the cable visions, the, 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 the programmatic supply chain for advertising. It, you know, all this money just gets siphoned off all over the place. And, um, you know, it, but that's 
that doesn't have to be the case, right? Like in the parallel economy, in the global digital Web3 economy, fueled by a collateral layer of Bitcoin and a transactional layer of Ethereum, you can take that 32 cents of every dollar and you can put it back into the hands of the people, the users, like the user, the fan, the customer, right? So, so that's it, right? So, so this is this is the play, and this is what we're doing. We're we're creating an easy access to onboard, and, and then the idea is we're going to take that money. We're going to disintermediate the legacy systems, and you know, if, if all of a sudden you can't hear my voice, you know what's happening. <laughs> like the, the legacy systems are turning me off. Right, but but that's not happening. Right, so, so, so that this is how it works, and and you, there's a lot of novel things that we'll get into, which which, which can only happen with with, with a solution that's peer to peer, right? Such as Bitcoin, right? And, and so so hold on, why don't I stop for a second? Because there's I, I look, I'll just keep talking. So, so why don't we just hop to Pete for a second, and he can introduce himself. And uh, how are you? I am Pete Columbia, uh, president of D Community. Uh, just to follow up on some of the points that uh, Sean made, uh, I was captivated by this by uh, the information that Sean had sent me, and I had listened to, and I got pretty. In, it, it caught me right away. It was intriguing, and. Uh, the thing that it's like kind of like inspired me to to first as a as a former trader the financial background that i have what inspired me was all the eyes and ears the capable eyes and ears that could grasp this and so on and so forth and then and then after that so it made sense as a as a tangible investment for me to put my money and so on and so forth Second to that, and which became now first, is that in in this in this parallel com, uh, economy that point, Sean pointed out, there uh, are multiple opportunities, and the multiple opportunities start with waste, not uh, food, of course, which is important, but just waste for for what. We do what uh, our system is set up for in a political sense to support uh, underprivileged people, uh, education, people who are hungry and on a day-to-day -day capacity and how much that is wasted, how we could uh, intercept all that waste and then give it back to the people. And it, it sounds hokey and kumbaya and all that, but it, but it, it it's literally that simple. And and it it and I'm I'm a cynic, so it took a little while for me to embrace that. But as as I I understood it, you know, in 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 this parallel economy to which we're referring, and all these numbers that Sean points out, these these aren't his numbers. These are numbers that that is put out, uh, and where the world is headed like it or not, whether the banks like it or not, and they will know and they will eventually be obsolete and so on and so forth. It's just what's about to happen. See, we, our, our concentration is uh, within the, the, you know, America, the greatest place in the world, but at the same time, we're part of the world. And in that world we're part of, the things we take advantage of like bank accounts, 
other people don't have it in Africa. Not only do they not have, well, they might have bank accounts, but they're not, they're not secure and comfortable going to that bank and let's say getting some money out and worried about getting robbed when they get out and so on and so forth. And this is rampant. This isn't some, you know, uh, conspiracy or, um, I mean, I might be nuts, but I'm not nuts in the sense where having a reasonable understanding of other means of how other societies live on a day-to-day -day basis and so on and so forth. So, so uh, it intrigued me because high tides can lift all boats. We can help uh, downtrodden communities, you know, clearly and legitimately, but we have to have them understand of what we're talking about here. And what we're talking about, Bitcoin and Ethereum is important as Sean pointed out and how, and how this stuff is run, but the blockchain as a whole, and the majority of the business as a whole is separate from cryptos. So people think cryptocurrency, you know, I'm not going near that. That's, you know, it's too risky. And this, this has nothing to do with it. In a, in a fluid sense, what do I mean? That's the end. The, the, uh, in the end, it, it, it's ran on uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, but the blockchain is an endless ledger that it's, which is pretty simple. When we were coming up, we had pictures, black and white pictures of us as kids. We probably lost them in a photo album here and there and so on and so forth. But if it was put on the blockchain, we could go back to it at any given time, date, whether we were 50 or 80, and look back and see it, pull it up, remember, and so on and so forth. Now, I, I'm, my intent is to make them practical, academic uh, use uh, cases because we all have to start somewhere. And basically what D-Community does is we show people how to onboard a wallet. And, and like, so there are some, certain wallets where you had to onboard, where you have to put down 10 code names, you had to remember them. You couldn't lose the list or you lost your fortune and everything else. And what we do is we just simply do it by either email or cell phone. And the reason why I got to that to the quick, so to speak, is because- <laughs> is because we, we get intimidated by things that we don't understand. We think we're not wealthy enough. We think we're not smart enough. We don't think we'll get it. Only those people could do it and so on and so forth. And that's fair, okay? But this, anybody could do it. Like Sean had pointed out, you know, even grandma, you know, or even me. Right. So, so it, it, it's important to what, what we're about to continue the conversation with is that don't be intimidated or scared of the of the future even though it's in today's day and age what's going on it can be intimidating and scary but what we want to introduce you to is is to understand where it's going right changes you know, right we never heard of google in 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 in, in, in 19 in 1995, we right. saw all the the, the uh, computer companies get wiped out with with, with the bubble uh, uh, that happened in uh, 99 and 2000. And what became of it? Uh, Google, Amazon, Facebook. Right. So we had these multiple companies in the end of the 90s. Okay, and now we have these 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 few co companies that are conglomerates 
that basically run the show, for lack of a better term. Now, I'm I'm speaking on this as a layman. Sean can elaborate, and and I'm I'm going to hand him the mic, so to speak. But uh, yeah, uh, Sean, one one of the greatest um, concerns, I guess, is the security and worry about fraud and all that stuff. And from what I understand, the blockchain is extremely secure. And I know that auctioneers now use it for uh, a certificate. Uh, they put a certificate on there to uh, basically tell about ownership. It's like a, a, a yeah. title and no one can change that. No one can falsify that like they could with a piece of paper. So that works in the uh, auction memorabilia, music memorabilia worlds. Uh, but from what I understand, the the part that is less secure is uh, the route to the wallet. Is that is that correct? So, yeah. So let's talk about it for a second. Now, like for for a little additional color, I'm, I'm just going to point this part out. And then, Pete, I love what you said, right? Um, yeah, spot on. And and so. So, so I'm back in 2017, CFO, right? I'm aligned with some, you know, a CPA firm, uh, you know, a bunch of lawyers, just whatever, right? We do business. And, and so, so Avis is one of my partners in, in that field. We end up kind of putting notes together to, to train the interns, right? You know, kind of, because it's so important what, what was said there. It's about awareness. It's about education. Right. So we actually end up spinning up a company and we write courses, so four courses, an introduction to blockchain and accounting, um, the tokenization of assets, um, digital asset tax and compliance. Right. And then what this means for the field of the CPA and the, and the student, the business student. Right. So then what happens is. We actually get picked up by, and, and this is like kind of a different story and it's a different entity, but we get picked up by Wiley Publishing. Um, and now we're actually, you know, our courses are, you know, it, it took us like a number of years to get like six universities to sign up. And, and then we went from those six to, you know, a 5X of that in the past like six months, right? So so it is happening. Like every, like, you know, it started out just like our own notes, and then we turned it into courses, and now we're selling to universities, right? And every one of those students that comes in, perhaps, will spin up a wallet with one click, right? And so, so it's interesting. I bring that up for a reason, because it, it, it's going straight to your point, right? So I, what, what I'm saying is, without kind of, you know, I, I wrote the course. Uh, like on how to how to protect it, right? How to protect yourselves and, and how to how to follow the transactions on chain and 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 best serve your clients, et cetera, or or best position yourself as a student for the future, which is coming. So so to your point directly, right? If we're talking about collecting, right? So so the blockchain is a public ledger. It's it's a, it's the Ethereum specifically is termed the world computer. Right. And it, it actually is. It's interesting. <laughs> Ethereum is the largest network as far as transactions. It, you know, so 
or decentralized network. Let's be clear on that, right? And then Bitcoin is actually the largest the largest network for value transfer, peer-to-peer, uh, -peer, right? So decentralized, distributed, peer-to-peer, -peer, borderless, permissionless. There's no banking hours. It's it's open all day, every night. You know, so I can send, I can send a uh, hundred dollars or a hundred million dollars from, you know, Connecticut to the Philippines, right? On a Sunday night three in the morning, and maybe it costs me 10 bucks, right? Regardless of which, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. So, and there's ways to drive down fees. There's ways, there's a lot of things. So the security, it's, it, there is a lot of, it's the lack of awareness. It's the lack of education. And, and we'll start with some basics, you know? All right. So, so in 2017, in September, Jamie Dimon, who, who most, you know, who, if you know him, is the, the president of J.P. Morgan Chase, right? He's, he's a very powerful person, um, and, and his words mean something in a lot of different circles. And so, so he calls Bitcoin a fraud in, in September of 2017. Now, a week before that, and I was aware of this because of other things that I'm involved in, uh, they had they had allocated 139 million dollars to a European crypto trading desk and blockchain incubator, right? So, so a week before he publicly says that Bitcoin's a fraud, which which had a negative effect on the market because he is that kind of powerful and it is a small market trying to establish itself. Um, they position themselves financially, right? It, you know. So draw your own conclusions on that, right? But I mean, there's there's classic stories of, you know, there's a lot of memes out there, right? Of of, of the horse and buggy and, and the Model T, and and they're just like, you know, the comment would be, oh, this thing's never gonna pick up, yeah, you know, or it's catch on, you know, meaning the car, the automobile, or, or uh, you, you know, like no one's, you know, no one's gonna sit there and watch a box that has pictures. You know, talking about the TV, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there's a lot of examples oh, throughout yeah. history of, of public statements made by powerful interests that, in retrospect, mm. weren't that sincere. Let's put it that right. way. So, I, so, think Peter, I think Peter made a good analogy about uh, the safety of taking money, going into a bank, and taking money out, you're just as likely to get robbed, especially in a third world country, um, than you are worried about getting robbed on a wallet and, uh, you know, it's connected to a blockchain. It's just that it's kind of a fear of flying thing. It's safer to fly, but people are always worried about yeah. crashing. So it's yeah, good point. Like, yeah, great point. Yeah, good point. And so, so we're going to get to the, the safety and security in a second, right? But, but let's, uh, okay, so, so let's follow this for a second. So, so and, and that third world thing, it's a whole other thing, right? It's so important. It's overlooked. It's not where people are looking right now. And, but the reality is, think about what we're talking about. You've got 8 billion people, say, in the world, right? 2 billion of those people are either unbanked or underbanked. And so let's talk about that. 
that village, right? So these guys, girls, they can't get a bank account. They cannot participate in the global economy. However, they have a smartphone, <laughs> right? That's the funny part. They think that you could live in a hut, but you still got your smartphone, right? So right. now what happens? Since Satoshi you know, launched the genesis block of Bitcoin, the ability has been there safely and securely to do peer-to-peer, borderless, permissionless transfers of value, right? And, and so now that same person or any of those 2 billion people that could not participate in the global economy now have access to that very same economy by virtue of Bitcoin or Ethereum, right? And, and so what does that mean? Like, think it's profound. Like, what we're saying is profound because... We're humans. We we're, we're communal animals, right? Like we right. we do our best when we do it together, and and we were excluding twenty five percent of the brain power of the 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 the, the, the potential innovation, right? Of, of those minds of those people, and and now you introduce them into the economy, and what happens? It's, it's 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 increased commerce. It's increased innovation. It's a, it's 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 good. It's good for everybody. I think you, I think you put a point about it being easy for grandma. You know, because grandma's uh, fifty years or older, and and she she was even worried about using eBay at first, but now she's on eBay and Facebook. Um, now, you know what I love about this is that a lot of the people who read Goldmine are over 50 and they collect memorabilia. And one thing I like is that, you know, in the memorabilia world, there's there's fraud uh, with the COAs and, and autographs, but now, you know, because of the blockchain, you can never, you, you can never make, once it's on, once a COA or sig autograph is on the blockchain, you, you can't falsify it. You don't have to worry about yeah. counting. Yeah. So, so, and, uh, and and then if I may, uh, Sean, you know, and yep. that's why you know we we should hit that target market of uh, of security because you know we're we're here not only to introduce ourselves and what we do, we're we're here to allow people once we're done with whatever forty minutes, thirty minutes, whatever it's after it's edited and narrowed down to. We're here to introduce something that mm. they they are extremely capable of doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like we yeah, so never have a beeper anymore. We never yep. thought we would have a a, a a cell phone, a flip cell phone. We never thought we would talk to our kids, or my or in my case, my daughters, on my phone, and 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 do my banking on my phone, and so on and so forth. So that's why I think the 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 restlessness of insurity of security should be addressed. Right. So, yeah. so, so they're comfortable. And, and I think it, it'll, it'll hit a mechanism in their brain with they'll move a little closer to the screen or their ear. And, yep. and yeah. So, so Pete, yeah. Pete, Pete, let me, let me, let me, okay. So let, let me take it here. Right. Because yeah. And I was, I was getting there. I was getting there. I, I really did want to, it's important to understand that this is this is like an evolution of commerce, right? So, so that's why I was 
taking that time to 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 make sure we we were all looking at this for what it is, right? But let's talk specifics, right? Uh, collectibles markets. Well, let's talk about provenance, right? The COA. So basically, yeah, you're right, Patrick. What Hobbies is, you know, the, the one term, one popular term that's used is fidgetal, right? So a fidgetal is is a it's a physical thing. So a piece of art, a baseball card, um, whatever, any kind of memorabilia, right? With a digital pairing, right? And how does that happen? So what happens is you have you have a wallet, right? So say an Ethereum wallet, which again, D community could spin it up for you with, with just your email. And you have full control. We, we're not a custodian of money. We're not a money transmitter. We're we're just giving you the best technologies for for easy user interface, right? And and so what are you doing, right? So you spin up this wallet with an email, say, and and then by virtue of having that wallet, right, you could or what we could do for say a collectible client is we drop an NFT, right, which people probably know is a non-fungible token, right? There's only one. There's only one NFT that represents you and your wallet, right? So so you're given that. And, and then by virtue of that, you could get gated, gated access, for instance, to an auction, right? So the only people that are even able to like bid on something, you, you know, in this example, like they've got this NFT, which was provided by whoever, the 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 dealer, the the brokerage house, the 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 auction house, Sotheby's. Like they're all like the big names yeah. are, are very involved in this. I mean, I could tell you some stories, right? So so it's interesting. And so now what happens, right? So let's just say, as an example, you've got let's just say the grapes of wrath, right? So it was that Dickens, is Dickens the Grapes of Wrath? You know, so Steinbeck. Uh, Steinbeck, there you go. Right. So it's so, no, thank you. Right. So so Steinbeck. So you have like a signed copy of the original manuscript for the Grapes of Wrath. And there's like a note in there to like someone he loved, right? Like so he gave it to a friend, a, a family member, whatever. Right? It's like really special. This whatever it is, it's special. And so, so there is this process where you have to, who's doing that, right? Who's authenticating that? So it has to be, it has to be that, like, 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 so wherever the authentic, wherever the authentication of the actual collectible is coming from, right? That, that group would be, that, that would be a part of the process. And, and, and what you do is you embed that into like this other NFT, which is then, so, so, so you win this bid. I'm just giving you an example, right? So I'm spitballing a little. But, but what happens is I bid $100,000 and I win that. And, and it could be $100, right, for other things, right? Whatever it is. But, but in this case, right, I, I, I want this bad. So I do that, right? And so my wallet, the, the actual address, my public address, becomes part of this cryptographic hash because it was the winning bid, right? So this money is exchanged. There's, you know, this, this physical book with this 
that this memo written by by Steinbeck, right, it is delivered to me, right? And, and then I also receive this secondary like NFT that represents ownership of that. And it's based on the the person that sold it who yeah. had the provenance, right? So they're the ones, that's your starting point, that's point A. They have the provenance, they have proof of ownership on this and it's authenticated. And now they transfer. And again, remember, this could be from Connecticut to the Philippines on a Sunday night in the middle of the night. Like yeah. this could happen, right? And now I have, I have that, right? So now it's just sitting there on my wall. So I have the actual physical item, the book. But I've also got this wallet that now contains this second NFT, which represents my ownership of this $100,000 piece of whatever, right? the book. And now what happens? No one ever can, there can be no forgery because right. it, the only way that that book can be sold again is if I sign, I not only give the book to someone, but I have to sign off on that right. wallet that I fully control, right? So so now let's talk about, you know, we've been talking about the ease of use or the dis-ease of use, right? So what we're saying is we now have a way and we now have a way where, where this is like, we're talking about just a couple clicks, right? And so for security, for security, what happens is you, there is, you are your own by like like it's interesting you have to take it serious right because you are now your own bank you're responsible right but it's not it's not a hurdle it, the way it was like you know Pete was referencing the the private seeds and the keys and and look i've got <laughs> I, I you know i've got i've got private keys right these 12 words 24 words um Type things and I've got them like in, you know, like punched into steel and buried like places. Like, like, like there's been so many ways that that people have, you know, you've got like these wallets, like nanos and treasures. I don't I don't want to get like I don't want to confuse people, but but all I'm trying to say is it's not that way anymore, right? Yes, you have to do your due diligence, but it's kind of like remembering the password for for your bank account, right? Auctioneers, no matter how big or how small, are going to be interested in this technology. And how how can an auctioneer? Okay, how do they get in touch with you? What where can they go for um, to get this? Also online uh, to talk yeah. to one. Of so, so it's it's really easy, right? I mean, they can they can contact you, and you can you know connect us, right? But they can just go to dcommunity.io. So. Hmm. That's it, community, the word community. Yeah. But a little auction in front of it for decentralized, right? right? For decentralized.io. And and so let, let, let's stay on the whole provenance and, and this and that. Now, now think about it. So you say I've got that book, right? So now what I can or say I've got a hundred books from a hundred different people, or or I've got backstage video of a great artist and I have the rights to it, et cetera. You know, whatever the collectible. So I've got a hundred. I've got a hundred different things. Now, you can sell that. Create the digital, right? The digital parent. You're, you're creating the provenance 
it's authenticated. And now there's new ownership, right? But there's there's secondary markets, right? So now what can happen is you can actually, we say trust the code, right? And, and, and actually that brings me back to something real quick I want to touch on. You were saying earlier, right. you get a lot of, it's called FUD, right? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Like it's basically, you can see it. When there's a bunch of news stories about say crypto or Bitcoin and they're negative, right? FTX, like we all know the FTX debacle. Yeah, what what I'd like to do to, to wrap this up is, um, and Peter and I have um, talked about this, is how this can build a community as well. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, auction houses, you know, they auction off a lot of music memorabilia, um, but there are also smaller businesses that want to create a community, say, for instance, you know, maybe it's a ticket stub. Right? Yeah, well, I, I know what you're saying. I, yeah. and let me kind of wrap up what we were saying before, because I, I was getting to a point that I think is compelling. Um, so so you've got, you're an auction house, right? So, so you've got these hundred collectibles that go out to a hundred different people. And then you've got another auction house over here, another one over there. And as adoption occurs, right? So, you know, the best projection, if you go by things like Moore's Law, Metcalf's Law, networks, we're talking about networks, right? And adoption of a new technology. So there's a lot of things you can look at. There's a lot of things you can look at to get an idea of how this is going to occur, right? And so, so yeah, you can- Peter go, Columbia is somebody who's trying to call me. Yeah, so using those things, Patrick, right? Um, basically, that the idea is by 2026, 2027, we're going to go from about 150, 60 million individually held decentralized wallets to about a billion, right? So, so that's not far away, right? It's like we're talking about a few years, right? Three years, say. So, in about three years, we're going to have a 500, 600% increase in the amount of users in this space. And then what happens, right? So you get, you get the users and now you have addressable markets, right? Communities, right? And, and then you're gonna have a bunch of businesses and so forth, like, like including collectibles and, and, and so on, right? Which are, which are gonna now wanna engage with those markets. And then, and then what happens? Then you have data. You have big data, right? It's a new kind of data lake. It's something beyond what what they're able to do right now with these disparate um, data lakes, right? This, this is there's a glue. There's a glue behind the the token and the wallets that ties together otherwise separate data sets. And, and that's a fascinating concept to a lot of big business. And then you've got your advertisers, your promotion. You've got a lot of that, right? And, and so there'll be all this money, right? And there'll be all these budgets that are directed right. at that, at these users. And so all that to say, right? And, and, I, and I'll, I'll get to your point right now in a second here, is it, we're not just talking about a fidgetal, right? A, a, phys a physical thing with a digital pen, right? So, so 
where we got cut off before, I, I just want to finish that point, which is you're going to have these secondary markets and you're going to have all sorts of different auction houses and, you know, different niche type, type things with their own communities. And I love that you brought that up, right? It, it's because it's not just the transaction. What, what happens here is you're disintermediating all of those people that are currently between you and your user or your collector or your fan, et cetera. So you now have a very authentic, direct relationship with, with, with your, your end user, right? And, and, then, and then I wanna make sure we, we hit this point is there's that secondary market, right? So, so now I have that Steinbeck personalized book, right? And, and and then, you know, whatever. I want to sell it, right? So I go on and, and I can go to an open market, right? Like OpenSea, right? Mm -hmm. I can go to OpenSea on Ethereum and I can put that, I paid 100000 for it. I've got it. I put it up for 125000 right? And I sell it. Now, what happens there, right? You can build into the code that the the the, the auction house that sold me that book there's a little little line in the code that is, it's like a royalty line, right? Yeah. And, and basically, they get, say, 2% or 5% of any secondary sales. Yeah. So in this case, say it's 5%, right? So right. then what happens? So, so, the, so I now sell it for $125,000. But what happens in that case is 62, you know, 62,500 or, or 6,250 bucks of it just shows up on the wallet of the original like the estate of Steinbeck right, right. whoever sold it and, and so I you know I get my profit whatever I sold it I'm good I, I there was a reason I sold it I'm happy with my sale but but in that process it, you know it goes there now what happens say 10 years later it's worth 200,000 mm -hmm. and it gets resold again on the secondary market now what happens it's in the code right the Steinbeck estate gets whatever, or, or we split it, right? So right. we each get five, we each get five thousand dollars. Just and we don't even know it's happening. It just shows up on a thing because it's coded in there. It's right. safe, it's secure, right? So so I mean, if you think through that process, it, it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah, the things that can happen there, right? Right. And 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 to show look. You, you, within these communities, these organized small businesses, large businesses, and so on and so forth. Or, or every time there's it, it, things are transacted, purchased, sold, and so on and so forth, you basically you're you're you have an annuity for the rest of your life. You get gift, then correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. That annuity into a will and so on and so forth. You could put it back into your into your company. Or in in, in uh, other cases, like let's say communities, you can put it back into the community, and yep. and and so on and so forth. The the, yep. the key the key here, again, and I don't want to beat it down too much, is high tide lift all boats, okay? And all the things to your listeners, all the things that you never thought would happen, and not only have happened and passed, and then happen again. And with a different vehicle, 
this is that different vehicle, what we're introducing you guys to, which is here. We're merely introducing it to you because of the relationship we have and what we what we feel we could deliver to your listening audience. But what's happening is real. Like Sean had mentioned uh, Jamie Dimon and Chase and so on and so forth. PayPal and Zelle did an agreement uh, where they would uh, uh, create uh, wallets for their client base. Now there's yeah. 200 million wallets. Yeah. Now the the very person who said or didn't say that this, you know, uh, Bitcoin's a joke and this, that, and the other thing, along with other experts, not just Mr. Diamond, but uh, uh, other experts in the uh, in the field, they kicking and screaming. They 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 have. We're all going to have to adapt. Yeah, yeah. No, what's the saying? It's it's. They will laugh at you. They will fight you. And then they will join you. And right. that's what's happening. And, and I can't stress enough how important the concept of this is the first time that Main Street beat Wall Street to the adoption of the new technology. Right. And so, yeah, so that creates so much opportunity. And it's like, opportunity for all. The It's imperative, yeah. at least for me, to emphasize this is for everybody. Yeah. I don't give, I don't give, it doesn't matter how, how smart you are, how dumb you are, how rich you are, how poor you are. The, this is for everybody. The follow, yeah. look, one thing I've learned uh, in, in, in my, uh, in my life, especially in, in the uh, Wall Street days, follow the money. Right. Because that's where it's going. Good, bad, or indifferent. We could sit there and posture and so on and so yeah. forth. It's so, even so, happening now within the infrastructure of banks. So, so yeah, let, let me say this, right? Because you're right, right? And, and, and Patrick, right? So, so the audience, so, so if you're listening to this, and you find yourself listening to this podcast, and you don't know about crypto, and you don't have a Ethereum wallet or Bitcoin wallet or whatever, right? Watch the video from 2016 by Andreas Antonopoulos titled Introduction to Bitcoin. Also, go to D Community and spin up a wallet. There's ways you can do it for free. We've got like a uh, we've got like a four dollar a year version. It's like three dollars and ninety nine cents. Like for real, like just get in the game. And it's yeah, it's this isn't this is a game. This is like generate. There's going to be a generational wealth transfer, right. and and it's going to happen through this economy, not through the legacy economy. It's yeah. going to be very interesting how this unfolds, and right. um, and any yeah, I mean, I just can't stress it enough, right? right. If you and, and if I may, Sean, I'm sorry yeah. for interrupting you. Look, you, you go to D Community, you, you get a free wallet. Don't don't give us anything in that sense. And if it works and it starts uh, adapting to your likeness and so on, you join or you don't. You get yeah. it. But the point is, the, and there's education there too. The point here is to, and, and I'm a, a simpleton, and so to, I like bare text and and everything. You get you get your cell phone bill back in the day, right? You look at it, it it it, it 
it looked like the Bible or the Torah or whatever. It was so long, these 79 cents here, 18 cents there, so on and so forth. You didn't know what you were being charged for and, 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 and stuff right. like that. Fast forward it now to 2023 and the future. You get your bill now and you know exactly what you're using uh, blockchain uh, as a vehicle or your wallet as a vehicle. You get your bill now and you know exactly what you're paying for. Yeah. Like something yeah. in the mail. I look. I look at my 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 bank statement, and my bank. Uh, no need to name it. Decided they wanted to charge me thirty five dollars for a service fee. I don't know what happened. I didn't get served. <laughs> I went there. I walk. Uh, did my thing, and I walked out. Right. So it's just to your listeners, Pat. And again, I appreciate your your time, and hopefully we could uh, apply some help and guidance here. To everybody, whatever you can think of, we can accommodate. Okay, we could drive traffic to, we could yep. elevate, and so on and so forth. And yeah. I get the fact that it's, I get the fact that it's intimidating. Okay, but think about all the other things that were intimidated in life, and you tried it again. It, 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 it may not be applicable, and it's a little uh, over the fence, so to speak, of what I'm trying to. And uh, imply here, but it's going to happen. Yeah, my 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 fourteen year old, and, and, and you know they won't know banks, right? So they won't be necessary. It's not because it's some prediction, and you know, uh, like a uh, this is th this is our nineteen eighty four in the sense of w where things are going. You know, yeah. Let, let me add something to that. It, it's funny, you know, Pete brought up driving traffic, and and Pat, you had brought up communities, right? Right. So, so we, you know, we we've we've gone through all our beta phases, and we've, we've actually worked with some clients, and and what we've done is what we've shown, what we've learned is, you know, there's a lot of numbers out there that aren't actual numbers, right? Like, so you've got thirty thousand followers, right? No, it's it's different. You would, if you're a brand, if you're an influencer, if you're, uh, you know, an auction house. <clears throat> I, I'm telling you, it's just such a no-brainer. You would rather have ten thousand authentic wallet holders for your community. That's the glue that ties it together that you can directly address than thirty thousand phantom, because you, you don't know who's who. It's called dirty data, right? Like, there's a reason. There's a reason why you can do like a couple hundred thousand, a quarter million. You, you, you know, like uh, you can hit a couple, a quarter million people, right, for like X amount, right? Right. But but you but you also pay if you want real information. If you're Ford, and if you want to know if the new Shelby should have round headlights or square headlights, you pay 135 dollars per person to get the answer to that question. You look them in the eye, you set up a thing, you do focus group. So so that's a whole nother part of this that yeah. we, we're not even touching on, but the, the reality is for pennies on the dollar, you can have focus group level data with, with, with like, you know, online polling type prices, right? You, you know, so it's clean data, it's authentic, and it's it's the future. It's literally the future. And, I think that's the key. It's it, right.
uh, building a community and listen, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. This is, this is it. And yeah. to be on top of it. And I think that with, you know, with collectors and people collect memorabilia records, what have you, you know, they like to build a community too, so they can, you know, it's about networking. Oh, yeah. well, I got to see if I can get this Beatles album, you know, um, who has it, you know, who has this rear Beatles album and networking that way. And you're either going to try to buy that album or, you know, send send someone that you know their way and yep. it, it's uh it's very exciting for i think the music collector and this is how people are gonna buy and sell memorabilia and quite frankly a lot of records especially if they're rare yeah so, I, I, would, I would go a step further and say like i mean we touched on it at the very beginning right but but you know anyone who's a part of that so so say you you know Let's just say you're you're a very popular musician. Maybe you you haven't toured in a decade, right? Mm -hmm. And and you wanna you wanna reengage, right? So what you do, you're thinking legacy, right? So what you do is you take some of your best work, and you know there's royalties involved, there's legal involved, etc. But it can all be put into the code, right? And, and so then what happens is you you get your community, your diehard fans at first, and then the more population at large right because people start to catch on to what's happening and just by virtue of being in that community there's opportunities for those experiential rewards right like whether it's backstage kind of footage or or whether it's gated access through your wallet to a live event in the metaverse like just there's, there's so many different ways that that things are going to be able to be done that right. simply aren't possible right now right. because of all those middlemen, right? So when you take them all out of the picture and you, you just have your community and you can do whatever you want with your community, right? right? It, you can then do whatever you want with your community, right? And you can reward them for their fan, for, right. for the level of their fandom. Right. And, it's just really like it's cool right it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, just it, it, it is and and look and we're enthusiastic obviously but by the tone of our voices and everything else the the it, you for example you know rewarding and so and so on and so forth so you have a bunch of collectors a collector community and they're within that community some are stronger than others and so on and so forth and you you create you create a pool, and on, on, in that annuity where other people, the person who sold it gets the the uh, uh, x amount of dollars for that resale, and so on and so forth. You can put it back in the infrastructure of uh, of the community of the memorabilia group, let's say, or for example, uh, you could create a wallet for uh, let's just name any college for uh, for Brown University, hypothetically. Uh, or uh, or it could be or Binghamton. University of Binghamton. You could create a University of Binghamton, right? And in that wallet, you the 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 audience in that wallet is now is the student community, faculty, and so on and so forth. Yep. Through the wallet as a vehicle, you could pay for your uh, your uh, food program. You could pay for your books. You can create a set a scenario with tap and Pell 
to pay part of your question <laughs> yep. through the wallet as a vehicle and 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 so on and so forth. Jobs can be paid within the, the, the jobs that are sourced by the college on behalf of athletes or non-athletes and so yep. on and so forth could be paid all through that. And using that as a vehicle, you would intercept the waste, the waste of, of, of everything of the legacy system before the beginning and, before the beginning to from the beginning to the end and communities yeah. that are poor and impoverished what you could do is you could you you could create uh, various uh either either their uh, workshops or or flea market-esque scenarios where people who whether they're artists musicians so on and so forth sell things and and, and you can get outside sources to sponsor these things and, and so on and so forth and give that money constantly back into the community. Take yes. advantage and back into the community as a continuance. You don't need anybody. You don't need to call this office to donate or this, that. You go direct. There's no waste. And maybe, may, I'm not saying it's, a, look, we've been trying to, to come up with solutions for poverty. Uh, obviously in the world, but more over, you know, in our own backyard and, and all the ways we've been doing it haven't been working from homelessness to, to uh, food banks and so on and so forth. So why don't we not do the legacy way of things have been going and we just try this right. as a test. Joe, so, so here, Pete, let me, let me just put a bow on that. Cause there was two parts of that. Like there's, it's so, Okay, so so one of them is like, and Patrick, this isn't collectibles, but but really think about that concept, charities. How many charities? Have, I mean, I know for me, right? I've charities donated to different to charities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've I've donated to different charities, right? And then I find out later that like ten cents, fifteen cents on the dollar makes it to the the the, the person that's in need, right? Like, how does that work, right? And, and so, so in this scenario, right, it's it's all like like maybe ninety five percent makes it to the people that need it, right? So, and it's all in a public ledger; it's verifiable to everyone, and, and that, that goes to the providence and the collectibles too. So, so, and then the other point to follow up on what Pete's saying is, and, and this is a really important point: when you go through the process and create your community. You can sync with other communities. And then what happens is you can monetize those communities, not the way users are monetized today, which is in the absence of their kind of consent. So that's why you have these like data policies and privacy policies and all this stuff. But they're, you know, it's great that they're there. It's great that there's legislation and compliance and whatever. But they're not in favor of the user. They're in favor of the companies, right? Mm -hmm. So this just turns it upside down. And mm -hmm. now what happens is that all, again, that 32 cents of every dollar that just gets eaten up by the system, instead, you're monetizing that and you're giving it to your community. So then what happens? You, you create a community that's authentic. Then you are able to monetize that community. And in that process, you enrich that very same community. So they have more disposable income. And then what do you do? You then 
sell them something, right? You know, like or something. Like they can do whatever they want. Yeah, but you support within that infrastructure. Look, a lot of these things are set up, these various things or the legacy things are set up with too many strings attached. Yep. And strings are for kites. You know what I mean? You, you why not create an A to B scenario? It seems it, it seems uh, improbable and so on and so forth. But the eventually the, the eventuality it's going to happen. You look at blockchain right now and now the adaptation of uh, of uh, artificial intelligence. It, it they will be combined. It will be thorough. It will be as a seamless uh, uh, a seamless format, you know, for for, for the next leg of of where where we're going as a well, yeah. as I mean, a society. It, this this is being referred to as the fourth industrial revolution. Like this is the next big thing. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. You're very welcome, Patrick Prince. And if now, if people want to contact you again, how should they contact you? It's really you just go into your browser, you type dcommunity.io, and we have right there. We've got to get it, you know, get in touch with us form, right? You can, yeah, you can look at you can look at what we have on there, right? You can learn some things, um, or you can just reach out directly to us, like through that form. Yeah, what I hope this does is for those who are even skeptical that it's like you uh, basically said, Sean, it's like a course. They listen to this episode with an open mind and then agree or disagree. But I think you guys made a compelling argument. And, uh, you know, let's talk more in the future. Yeah. And, you know, this thing is continuing. So um, thank you for your time. And listeners, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for more content and go to our store, shop.goldminemag.com. Thank you, guys. And thank we'll you. talk soon. Good stuff, Patrick. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Later. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.